Hello and welcome to another episode of Don't Fuck With The Original. I am your host, Casper. I am your other host, Becky Gremlin. Here to bring you all things spoopy on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for spoopy podcasts. Only. Yes. So guys, before of course, before of course, we jump into the new episode, which is going to be all about Eve's Bayou in celebration of Women in Horror Month slash Black History Month. A word from our small sir. Calm your buddy down. I, I went extra like, Jonas. From now on, it's like extra, Jonas. extra Jonas. Um, so guys, you've got nine more days until the uh, bundle packs are available for Valentine's Day. It's a great deal to grab. You're basically getting half off of what the body creams would normally be with the bath bombs included. So um, the... Link is in the bio in the Instagram, C or BD. Otherwise, it's just calm your body down on Etsy. Um, there was another thing that I was going to say that I totally forgot. Sorry. Mine just went like, calm your... <laughs> I know, and that's fucking terrible. I had like this whole thing in my head and my brain just went boop. No, um, also included, I, apologies, um, I did want to do the body scrub and the bath bomb uh, as a combo too because the body scrubs are really, really great. And they're also really convenient for people who uh, have a stand-up shower and maybe you want to give the bath bomb as a gift to someone who has a tub. Great ideas because you can keep one for yourself, maybe give one to somebody else. Um, also, everything, because I think I got a message, yes, about, uh, and this has been brought up too, about uh, COVID compliances with at-home businesses. And uh, I'm completely within the COVID compliances. Um, I'm gonna do some updates to my own website to kind of list, uh, I'll actually even have a link to what Ohio requires in the state that we live in in the United States regarding that. Um, so yeah, everything's been going great as far as that goes. The oatmeal, uh, honey ones, bath bombs specifically have been a big seller. So thank you again. I've got some new customers, new followers on the Instagram. Again, it's CURBD. Um, and the website too, in case you guys didn't know, is calmyourbodydown.com. But there's also a link to it in the uh, Etsy page as well, because that's the link to the emails in case there's any questions, customer questions. Any anything regarding that. Also, DMs too if you have customer questions. So that's that's all I got. Thank you. Calm your body down. Burn up. <laughs> I hate how my mind you, went, baby. <laughs> my mind went blank for half a second, and I don't know if that was because of the Jonas Brothers or probably probably not. No, no, definitely. I the Jonas Brothers was my definitely was not so. the Jonas Brothers. No. I mean, I liked the show Jonas. It was cute. It, it kind of acted like the monkeys, the show. Oh, okay, cool. But it it, it was okay. I Let's all be real, the best show that was ever on Disney Channel um, during that generational time was Sunny with a Chance when Demi Lovato was actually on it. And then when Demi Lovato left, it was shit. Hannah Montana was pretty cool, but... Anyway, moving on. <laughs> You're like, we're not going to grow. My brain was like, Disney hole. <laughs> so guys, this week, uh, of course, you guys know this month 
is Black History Month, uh, Women in Horror Month. And the movie that we chose is not necessarily horror, but it has very much horror aspects to it. It is a drama thriller, I personally believe. And you know, thrillers are also under the horror genre. There are a lot of people coming and being like, that's a horror movie? In retrospect, no. But also, there are things in the film that can very much attribute to it being a horror film. Um, especially if you've seen it, I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. This was the first time I ever saw it. And I it was brilliant. It was very emotional. There was a lot going on. Um, some twists in it. And it was funny because I was texting... I was texting Becky while I was watching it, and I was like, this motherfucker! And then I was like, wait. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, it was very good. I, I mean, I, I, think, was... I think in terms of horror, you know, especially when um, it comes to Black people, Black history, Black history and horror... Uh, I mean, obviously there were many choices that we could have done. Um, and you know, a lot we want to keep in the future because, you know, we plan on keeping this podcast going. You don't want to run out of oh, ideas. <laughs> we don't want to run about, out of ideas. And there are a lot of really great, what people would think, quote unquote, typical horror movies out there um that are singular to black characters and black stories and that doesn't mean that we're not going to do those episodes down the line um obviously a candy man episode's going to happen um we personally would really like to wait until the reboot comes out because i'd like to do a dual episode of the original and the reboot um we kind of like to do those like our pet cemetery episode that we did uh and then, you know, there's there's Tales from the Hood. That is one of my personal favorites. Um, actually, there was years later, I'm so happy this happened, Netflix allowed there to be a sequel to Tales from the Hood, which was amazing. Um, so, yeah, those, those episodes are coming. So we know that there are typical horror films that center around Black characters uh, that we definitely plan on doing in the future. But... This, there are a lot of supernatural aspects to this movie that I think could constitute it in a subcategory of horror. It almost like it fits into an American horror story bit. It had very, very much coven vibes. You know, it made me even think about, I tell people, it almost is kind of a gothic horror to me. Yeah. It's got, it, honest to God, I, I felt... Almost not the same type of movie, but like the vibe of say like the others. If you took like the jump scares out of the others, that movie would be a very uh, supernatural, paranormal, uh, thriller, mystery. I, I think personally, I think, and I've seen the others many, many, many times. I think the best thing about that movie is the twist. The movie is very, very sad, I think, more than it is scary. It is sad. And I think if you took the jumps, the jump scares are what make that movie scary. If you took the jump scares out of the others, that would be a very melancholy... Story-driven. Story-driven, supernatural, paranormal thriller. Uh, 
personally. That's me. why I get and upset with people who are like, well, it didn't have jump scares. It wasn't scary. I, I'm sick of jump scares. When I go into a movie and I know there are going to be jump scares, sure. But God damn it, do I love a good story-driven, psychological... There are people out there that say Silence of the Lambs isn't horror. And I'm like... What? <laughs> um, psychological horror is horror. There, that's why I said subcategories. Exactly. There are many, many, many subcategories of horror. So many. So many. Um, it's like when people are like, can you recommend a good horror movie for me? And I'm like, um, I'm going to need you to specifically say what genre of yeah. horror. Oh, yeah. Horror is not a genre. I am not horror the is a category. Yep, yep. <laughs> Same. I'm not. If you're if you're new to it or want to start getting into it and want, like, movie suggestions, I am not the one to ask because this is going to turn into, like, do, do you have some time? This is not going to be a five. Do you have the time? To listen to the movie recommendations. I fucked it up. I was like, I didn't know we were parroting, and I was like going with it because I love Green Day. I love that song. I literally went over to my boss the other day because we were so busy, and I was like, do you have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything about this job? And she died. She thought it was great. But anyway. Yeah, there, there's many, there's many subcategories when it comes to horror. Uh, Someone literally was like, "Just give me movies yeah, horror is a genre. genre. Yeah. It's a genre, and then you have categories and subcategories, and so on and so forth." So, um, Eve's Bayou, in my personal opinion, falls into that category. Um, the movie came out, and it was released in 1997. I was four, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you were 12 yeah i think i saw this around that time or maybe even a few years later i do re remember seeing it not long after it came out around that time and then i i've watched it since um so actually speaking of silence of the lambs of all things i believe it's pronounced casey lemons uh she is the director and casey lemons Actually, speaking of Silence of the Lambs and Candyman, she's in both of those movies. Um, she is an actress and film director. So she played... Uh, Every villain is lemons. Right. Ardelia <laughs> Mapp uh, in Silence of the Lambs. She was uh, the counterpart to Clarice Starling. They were both training for the FBI. Uh, and then she's... Virginia Madsen's friend in Candyman. So she's basically the black best friend. Ugh. But in real life, she's anyway, not. She's, she's not. a fucking queen. I just, I hate that. I always, I always hate that stereotype in, in horror but tropes. You're my black And it happens. Friend. Yeah. But in a horror movie, it'd be totally different. I'm I would like, die for it. No, I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to be the new No, because soldier. I would hear the noise and we'd both be like, Yeah, no, nope. she wouldn't. Yeah, no, she wouldn't be like, oh, let's go. No, she'd be like, ah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's Why go. are you investigating that? <laughs> like, what are you Stop doing? Stop it. Um, but she went on to direct after leaving acting and her directorial debut was Eased by You. 
Um, she's directed several other films since. She uh, most recently was the uh, 2019 Harriet about Harriet Tubman. Um, but yeah, Eve's Bayou is a stellar cast. Samuel Jackson, Lynn Whitfield, first of all, especially in the opening of the movie, can I just say on a personal level, has the most beautiful black women I have ever seen. Absolutely fucking gorgeous. And it's set Lynn, in the 1950s. Lynn Whitfield is... Oh, she's beautiful and she's still beautiful. Guys, she has yeah. an Instagram. I'm gonna need y'all to go check out Miss Lynn, Lynn Whitfield. That woman is still gorgeous. Absolutely fucking gorgeous. Um, I love the setting of this movie. Oh, um, I do too. I love the atmosphere. The outfits love it. are gorgeous. Uh, it's set in Louisiana. Um, also, guys, if you've never seen this, of course there's going to be spoilers. We just want to, you know, we, <coughs> excuse me, preface that uh, when we made the announcement last week that there's going to be spoilers. There always are when we do these movies, uh, movie episodes, but um Journey Smollett is so tiny in this. She's the last movie a I saw her kid. in was Birds of Prey. Yeah, she's a grown so woman. It, it's it's like watching Christina Ricci as a child. Like my brain's like they're not a child now. <laughs> like because growing up, like with Christina Ricci, like she's fucking hot now. Oh yeah. yeah. So is Journey. Is it Journey or Journey? It's Journey. 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 Okay. Yeah. I just I'm stupid. So. <laughs> Um, no, you're fine. So, Journey, though, holy shit. In Birds of Prey, god damn. She is, she, oh, I can't. But her is a little kid, oh my god, I wanted to squeeze her little cheek. She was so fucking cute. So fucking cute. Oh my god. I can't. She plays a 10-year-old, and she is 10 years old. Like, she... God, and this—I actually forgot that was Megan Good too. She's been acting the, since as her sister. So, if a lot of you guys don't know, Journey, one of her first acting jobs was she was on Full House. She was Michelle's friend on Full House, and I remember. Don't you remember? I just fucked you up, didn't I? Oh my god! Did you forget? I forgot until you said that. My brain went back to her. And as she a child. was teeny, teeny. She was like six that's years. Why, she was like why, six years old. That's doing why that in this show. movie she looked. So familiar to yeah. me. Because I've seen her as a kid in Full House. My brain's like... <laughs> yeah. So she's been acting since she was like teeny tiny. And the whole family has. Because actually her little brother in Eve's Bayou is her brother in real life. Yeah. Is her little brother in real life. I um, mean, they look... He and they look so much like her. Tell. Um, Megan Good, of course. She's all... Grown up now. I mean, she's 13, 14 years old in this movie, and she's all grown up now. Um, Samuel Jackson's character in this was amazing, too. He's actually a producer on the film as well as starring in it. I love that it. man. Oh, my he God. He played the hell out of this character. I love that man. And He did so well. It's such an incredible, I feel like, completely underestimated performance. Um you know, that was something I mentioned to you that I, it's, I was trying to remember a specific film besides Black Panther that had a predominantly black cast. And 
I hate that I even myself for a moment forgot about Eve's Bayou because this movie, even though it's set in a certain time frame, this movie isn't about slavery. This movie isn't about civil rights. I mean, this is actually a somewhat predominant family in Louisiana being that uh, uh, Louis Baptiste, Samuel Jackson's character is a doctor. So they actually very well respected doctor. Yeah, because he's a neighborhood doctor. He does house visits. Everybody in town knows him. Um, So yeah, it it's interesting. I I personally can't remember ever seeing him play a character like this. He's played a variety of different characters, but I've never seen him play one like this before specifically. Um, I even texted you while I was watching it and I was like, do you know how much of a breath of fresh air it is to watch a movie with predominantly black people and it be not stereotypical? Yeah. No. It's nice. Not at all. It's very nice and it's to not, see that. Um, you know, it's really, and it's interesting to the amount of, uh, you know, like, I think the one thing that really touches me in this movie is the, generational trauma in this family and how that's touched upon from the very start when you oh, hear yeah. the voiceover and they go over the story of the family well, God, when she started were, out she goes the night that i killed my father, father i was 10 years yeah. old and then you know i'm i'm i was already I'm like the descendant i'm the descendant of jean baptiste and eve he was a white settler in louisiana that four children with a slave and they are the descendants and uh she was named after eve so you know it starts off in the story of you getting i mean that right there starts it off that the family basis is already generation is already trauma the the very foundation of the batiste family is trauma you have a slave owner raping a slave bears the children and then those are the descendants of that family so that right there in itself you know if you go back to horror noir and the history of black people in horror cinema from the very foundation the first movie that they show in that documentary um is uh oh god what was it the uh the one about the kkk uh always forget this well anyway it's uh it came out in the 1920s they even showed it in the white house um oh my god um, you know which one i'm talking the, about the right free, um shit it's on the tip of my tongue something about is it the word free in it oh they even mentioned it in black so. noir yeah i know they noir. because no wire, no wire. Noir. No noir. 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 Yeah, I cannot no, with that word. Fucking word. I can't. Um I just I'm just gonna start saying no wire. <laughs> Cause that's how you spell it. <laughs> Birth of a nation. Oh, okay. That's what it is. Birth yeah. of a nation. Not free. So <laughs> we horror, horror history to black people is slavery. That's our horror. So the first sentence of even that film was black history is horror. Is horror. And I was like, ooh. 
black history is horror. I mean, on a personal note for me, even with Eve's Bayou, you know, I, I am the descendant of a slave that was raised, that was raped rather by her slave owner and bore the children who later became my, you know, my great, great grandparents, my great grandparents, my grandfather, my father to me. So that right there, the foundation of my family history is trauma. And that trauma bears down through generations. And that right there is horror. I mean, that's a horror story. So Horror Noir was very on point of saying that Black history is horror. Birth of a Nation to Black people is a horror movie. It's a terrible movie. It's a horror movie. So... To me, I think even if you look at it in that aspect, if you take it from that and recognize the history of the Batistas, Eve's story, and what's to come with this family, that's horror. That right there is. The basis of their family is horror. They they carry this generational trauma that bears down all the way through the family into Louis, Louis Batiste, his sister, um, his sister, by the way, is a magnificent character. I love Mazelle Baptiste. I love this character so much. She is everything that I want to be. <laughs> she love is her. amazing. Um, and she's essentially a witch uh, that practices hoodoo, some forms of voodoo, witchcraft, whatever you want to call it. It's in Creole, Louisiana. So to them, it would be voodoo. Um, she also has, uh, the gift of sight. So she does readings for people. Eve herself has a gift of sight, um, visions. And, uh, there's just so much surrounding this family with Moselle having lost three husbands to such terrible tragedies and feeling like she'll never be able to have someone love her her that she's literally cursed she feels like uh lewis having these affairs he has this beautiful family but he has these affairs and he knows those are his downfalls and started the movie as his own daughter catching him in an affair for a hot second i uh, didn't even realize that they were still married yeah like for a hot second i did yeah until she said something like don't you love mommy or something yeah and i was like Oh shit! He's like, the most beautiful woman in the world, and it's like, yeah, you know, he's having these You're affairs. Every woman in the world to me. I'm like, how do I remember that fucking song? Um, the heat. Yes. Because it's in the heat. Thank you. <laughs> and that movie is amazing. Actually, um, it's in you again too, but I don't know if you've seen no, that. No, definitely have seen the heat though. You need to see you again. That oh, cast okay. though. Jamie Lee Curtis, Sigourney oh. Weaver, Betty White, Kristen Bell. Oh, that's the, okay, I know what that movie, okay, I know what that's about. I know what you're talking about now. I, when you said the cast, I was like, oh, okay, I know what that's about. I just, it's it's literally one of those movies where I see it and I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch that. How many times have I done that myself? <laughs> 19 years later. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to watch that. I was going to watch that. When it is... <laughs> Like us talking about Venom today, <laughs> I still haven't watched that. 
I keep forgetting. And I told you like a whole part in it. And I was like, I literally didn't give away. I'll forget away. it tomorrow. That's fine. And I literally didn't give away anything. You didn't. It's okay. Even if you would have, it's fine. All. Literally didn't give away anything. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, so literally Moselle believing she's cursed. Lewis basically later on having a curse put on him by his own daughter. Um, yeah, there's just so much trauma within this whole family. And then you get to this really dynamic part where the oldest daughter, Cicely, who's played by Megan Good, has this really unhealthy relationship with her father. And we don't really get a backstory as to where that's coming from, but if you know anything about psychology, those type, probably more, mm, probably not so much psychology, probably psychiatry mostly. I'm thinking more uh, Freudian anyway, that that is something that can happen in early onset puberty because we find out through the course of the movie that Cicely comes, happens to have her period and that can Literally be very traumatic, of your very life. traumatic. She's 13, 14 years old at this time. And she just, you can even tell from the very beginning that she has this, there's, there's an obvious jealousy between the two girls and vying for attention for their father. You know, I'm a daddy's girl, totally get it, but I only have a brother. I don't have another sister to worry about that with, but there also are times when a child can develop during early onset puberty unhealthy an unhealthy fixation to a parent that that can be something that naturally occurs because especially if you're a girl to your father because that is your and when you're really close to your dad too. really close to your dad that is your definition of what a man is supposed to be so when you're becoming a woman and you're starting to have urges or attractions to to maybe to men just saying uh, in, in your eyes, it would be someone like your father. Or hell, even your mom. Even if you, if you have a positive relationship with your father or positive relationship with your mother. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So you would want someone to, to be in the image anyway of your father or your mother because you love them and they set this they example. They say that. They say they like you end up marrying your, if it's a man, I someone like your father. basically did. Or a woman, it's basically like your mother. Right. Right, you do. Uh, again, like if you have a healthy yeah, relationship with them, I did. I did. did. You did. I definitely. Did. <laughs> which oh is a, my! God. Which is a wonderful thing. Wonderful. I thing. fucking love your mine. Father, though. Worked out like great. Oh my so, god! So I guess I'm marrying my mom. Mine worked out great. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna marry my mom. <laughs> but yeah, so it happens, and it happened in this movie, but it set a course that. You know, one thing that really bothered me, and even after watching this, it bothered me, the fact that you don't, so throughout the course of the movie, once uh, Eve catches her dad with this kind of neighborhood floozy who's also married, uh, Moselle has a vision that she believes means one of the children are going to be harmed. So her mother keeps the children in the house. Throughout the course of this, Cicely has her period. The father's never home. We know Lewis is cheating. Uh, his the kids wife, are losing their minds. His wife starts to become more and more and more aware 
uh, Eve eventually tells Moselle, her aunt, Lewis's sister. Um, so there's like all these things that ultimately culminate into uh, Sicily basically making up, well, you find out later, making up this story that her father basically tried to kiss her, like, intimately. Uh, he was drunk. Came oh, home. listen, during this part, I was mad. I was mad. Oh, I was pissed, too. I was pissed, too, the I first time like, I saw bitch. it. Because I didn't know what the hell was was happening. I'm like, could this guy literally get any worse? Like, right? Literally get I was like, worse? good lord, he's cheating, and he's also intimate with his daughter? Yeah, like, I don't Dude. even care if you're drunk. Like, I literally don't care. I don't care at all. I've been drunk, but I also don't make out with yeah. my family. Any member of a family. Like, no. Uh, no excuses. So, that, set the, that sets the course of Cicely, uh wanting to leave she ends up living with her grandparents staying with her grandparents for some time because this is during the summer so the kids aren't in school uh and once eve finds out she goes to so there's another there's a woman in town she's a fortune that, teller. she's a fortune teller and uh she goes to her and basically like i want to curse my dad she said, how do you kill someone with voodoo? Yep. Just straight up, like, not even, like, sugarcoating it. How yep. do you kill someone with voodoo? So she told her how, like, what she needed. And she goes, oh, I already got his hair from the comb. Because she asked Mazel what you would need to do. Because Mazel was into voodoo. And she said you'd probably need his, some, the person's hair. So she right. grabbed some hair from his comb. And took it to this lady. I forget her name. I know that's what I... Shoot. I had it pulled up. Elzora. That's right, Elzora. Yeah. Who's played by Diane Carroll. And can I... Like, guys, this is... You, you're talking about a queen in it, when it comes to black actresses. I mean... Yeah, she's... You know, you want to talk about a history. Carmen Jones, Porgy and Bess... Uh, she also starred in the, I, I, to me, one of the only I can remember, she was a title role in 1968 of a, of a TV show called Julia, which was a series that featured a black woman, um, basically as a, uh, she wasn't a servant. She was a, she was a working woman. That was a nurse that raised her son. I mean, this was a prominent black woman in a role that you absolutely did not see in the 60s. Right. Absolutely didn't. And unfortunately, in 2019, we lost Miss Diane Carroll. R.I.P. to her. That woman was an absolute legend. Absolute legend. She's amazing in this movie. Again, wide, wide range as far as an, an actress because I had never seen her play a character like like this before. Same as Samuel Jackson. Very wide range. So Elzora, uh, you know, says she's going to put this curse on him. Well, in between that time, once Eve finds out, well, there's an incident when Eve runs into the woman that yes. is uh, the husband of the woman that her father's having the affair with who works out of town, she kind of makes a comment alluding to the fact that her father and his wife 
Maddie Moreau might be having an affair. You can kind of see some wheels kind of going off in his head, turning in his head, like, wait a minute. And then um, in between that time... Yeah, because you can tell, like, he had no idea. Right. No idea. Right, that anything And then it was like on. when she realized, and then, she realized he's, she, he didn't know, and she was like, oh, shit, pretty much, and ran off. Right. Right. And unfortunately, that's ultimately what actually got her father killed because the voodoo didn't work. She thought she was going to get a doll and then she ran back and she said, no, I already put a curse on him. So I guess in inherently the voodoo did work, but she also said like he should be dead by now, which he wasn't. No. But that guy came to the, she went to the bar he was at, found him alive with the woman and then she's like, let's go. And then her husband, that woman's husband showed up. And then you were like, oh, no. At that point, you pretty well knew something was going to happen. And unfortunately, it did. And what was even crazier, so, gosh, the scene is so crazy, too. Because Lenny said, if you say anything. So, uh, Maddie Moreau's husband says, if you say another word to my wife, I'll kill you. They get outside. And he said, bye, Maddie. Yep. And Lenny turns around and shoots him right in front of Eve. And what's really crazy is there's, it's this bar was near a set of train tracks and there was a train that goes by right when it happens. And in Moselle's original uh, uh, vision. Uh, vision, which is actually very similar to a same vision or nightmare that Eve had, there was a child near a set of train tracks. And Moselle misinterpreted that, meaning that something was going to happen to one of the kids near tracks or a bus or something. Um, but really, the train tracks were the sign for what was ultimately going to happen to Lewis. Yeah. You know, it... Because it, the vision in her head played out in that part. Played, played out, yeah. And real, I to me, honestly, I think Lewis would have sealed his own fate. Anyway. Yeah, it was already heading in that. Direction. I, it was already heading in that direction. Yeah, the way the movie was going, it was it was going down that path anyway. So after the funeral, um, Eve is in his office. She finds this letter. Yeah, and what Cicely said is not at all what actually happened. Uh, she came on to him. Yeah, and she, he was like. Oh my God. I mean, basically. he was drunk, but once he realized what was going on, because she even at one point, like when they weren't supposed to leave the house, she left. Her mom was having a heart attack. She comes back and she had gone to the hair salon and actually got her hair cut almost identical to the way her mom had her hair styled. You see throughout the course of the movie, like, she cuts her hair to look more like a woman. She starts wearing makeup and lipstick. And, like I said, this is just something that naturally happens. And, really, to be honest, I, I felt bad for Cicely. Like, I just felt bad for the whole family. Like, I think some people, I think you would have wanted to be angry with Cicely, but it's like... She was also a child. She's a child. Like... At first I was pissed off at Daddy, and then I was like, oh, well, Daddy didn't actually... I mean, I was still pissed off at him for cheating, but... 
Right. Like, yeah. He, he wasn't abusing his child. So. No. No. Not at all. And. Like I said. And. And he agreed. even explained it. He, when he hit her, he was like, I immediately. Immediately regretted that. Yeah. Because he said the look on her face just destroyed him. Well, she took it as a rejection, which is why she lied. Right. She took it as a complete rejection. Right. From him. And I don't and even... He was in such shock. I think that's why he hit her. I think he even said that because he's like, I was so just shocked as to what was happening. It was a, it was almost like a reaction that he yeah. had. And it's not even... I think people could misinterpret that maybe Cicely wanted something intimate to happen with her father. And that's not even, that's not even close. Like I said, psychologically, children sometimes, especially at puberty, will develop unhealthy fixations with a parent, especially if they're extremely close. And it is even more common with fathers and daughters. And I think that's what happened. And especially in Cicely's case, even more so because she had developed a, she started to, the uh, relationship between her and her mother was, start, was starting to fracture. So I feel like psychologically that, that real, that really started to mess with, with Cicely's brain. Yeah. Cause not only was she developing this unhealthy fixation with her father, the relationship with her mother was fracturing because her mom was on edge. Well, she started getting mad at her mom for dumb shit. Like she, she was getting irritated with her for everything. So it was almost like she was resenting her mother because yes. she was with her dad. Yes. So also getting, you know, was angry at Eve for saying that she saw their dad cheating. Yeah. Uh, even though she clearly did. And yeah, you know, this. there was so much about this movie that just, I especially in the way that I explained it, if, if Black people have seen it and understand it, that if you look from the very beginning when they define the family history, there's been generational trauma that has been passed down it's like a cracked foundation exactly it's never been a solid foundation nope not once and and just so many so many things came into play when it the word cursed i felt a lot a lot of it came into play not not just in so many different aspects with with uh when when Roz. Lewis's wife and Moselle, uh, his sister, go take that walk and they see Elzora and they decide to have their fortunes told. And Elzora tells Moselle that she's cursed, that she's basically a black widow because she's had three husbands die. Um, she freaks out on her. Like, she just totally freaks out. And I think, and it wasn't... I think she, well, ultimately you find out later she freaked out like that because she really did believe that she was cursed. She really believed it because she even told, uh, she told Eve that. Eve and her aunt have a very close relationship. Uh, and then you find out later because Eve has sight like she does, that seems to bring them even closer. Um, so yeah, it just... 
there was a lot to unpack with this movie a lot and uh oh going back to the curses too like moselle being cursed um i think eve ultimately was destined for things to happen the way they did in her life uh lewis was on the trajectory of having something happen at some point anyway i mean i i don't i i, I do believe in curses but then again i also believe in fate so i i believe that lewis sealed his fate yeah. as soon as he started cheating anyway and at some point especially when it was the mat you know it was maddie moreau and this is a character that like in the beginning of the movie, you know, they have this big party at their house and the way Maddie was dancing and everybody was looking at her, like the whole town basically knew that she was like the quote unquote town floozy or whatever. And uh, the whole, and then with her husband, Lenny being a teacher and him always traveling and not being home. And then the close, and then the more and more and more brazen that uh, Lewis became with his relationship with Maddie, the whole town knew. So it got to where literally everybody knew. So at some point, whether it was the curse, whether it was Eve, you know, making the comment that she did to him, kind of insinuating and getting his wheel spinning, uh, it would have got back to Lenny somehow at some point that his wife was cheating and that it was with Lewis and Lenny would have done something. So I think that, and I, and I love how, at least in my opinion, I think the movie kind of left that open to interpretation too, yeah. where you could also make that judgment for yourself. Like, oh, you know what? The way the movie's playing out, this kind of would have happened anyway. It didn't look good for anyone. Whether he <laughs> put the curse on him or not, right. this was I mean, bound yeah, to if, happen. if she wouldn't, it would have happened. Yeah. Some way or another. Yeah. The curse really had nothing to do with it. Yeah. It, it would have happened at some point. Um, but yeah, the acting in this movie is just... Everybody did such absolutely, a great fucking job. It's absolutely stellar. The way it's written. Uh, oh, yeah. The way it's acted. Like, I had no idea this motherfucking movie existed. And then I was like, well, damn. Yeah, I'm I've always I've always had a soft spot for this movie. Clearly, I've... all of the old Samuel L. Jackson movies are the ones I'm missing out on. Because Goodnight, Goodnight Kiss. Oh, The Long Kiss Goodnight. The Long Kiss Goodnight. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that movie's so good. That is a really, really, really great movie. It's so underrated. It's so underrated. Samuel L. Jackson is just amazing. I believe so. I I think it is. I I think it's one of these movies that, uh, and I feel that way about Eve's Bayou. I I feel like this movie is just grossly underrated, and I don't, I don't really know why. Uh, and I mean, I I I know why, but um. I mean, we all know why, and I'll just say it. Unfortunately, with movies like this, with an all-black cast, I think maybe in 1997, it was kind of ahead of its time. And I don't think, I think 
black audiences appreciated it and some other audiences did as well but i don't think the true impact to all audiences really kind of gets lost really got yeah yeah it, just it really lost, got like, out with there. every other black led it cast just got movie. it, just it gets got lost. lost yeah i mean not now it's getting better now but still it still happens like everything with jordan peele is like really out there and great and then you've got you know what's funny i i just saw an interview the other day about get out and get out it right and it it this part that it really made me think re, really made me think even more about that movie and the fact that okay yeah the movie there were parts of the movie that were kind of freaky and kind of creepy and you know it started to climax and you were like what the fuck's going on uh it really got but Oh, I know what it was. It was this, it was a, it was a radio, it was an interview with uh, Matthew Modine. Um, and if you don't know who Matthew Modine is, I'm, look, I'm not even going to go there. Google it. Um, and uh, everyone's like, it was basically him talking about <laughs> white privilege and him understanding white privilege uh, through the eyes of his wife is black, you know, just learning from it, growing into it. And there was a comment that the uh, DJ, the ra the radio DJ slash interviewer said to him about the movie Get Out specifically. He said that the part in the movie for most black people that is really the most horrific part of the movie, that like the legitimately scariest part of the movie. And when he said this, I almost fell out, is at the very, very end when you think it's the cops that showed up. Because I remember seeing that in theaters and the guy even said, he's like, you know, you, when you saw, when, when I was in the theater and saw that every black person, that, that is when you heard every black pe person in the theater go, <gasps> like everybody tensed. That was the first time that everybody tensed because we were like, oh, that's it. He's fucked. That's it. It's the cops. Oh, that's it. That's it. Oh, oh. He and then when gun. fucking Chris he's got a gun. Out. He's got a gun and a white woman. That's great. Oh, when his when his boy stepped out, TSA, and I was like, they the whole theater, the whole cheered. theater cheered. Yeah, everybody, everybody cheered. The whole theater cheered because it's like you knew. Even as a white person, it, I tensed. Yeah, because I thought it too. I was like, oh mother. Fuck that him. was He's the only so fuck. And I thought about that as a black person. I was like, holy shit. When that guy said that, I was like, you know what? He's absolutely right. The movie fucked me up, but I didn't legitimately get tense and really scared until the very end when I was like, that's not the cops. Oh, fuck that. Please do not let that be the cop. Like, cause I thought, I thought that's it. We're going to, this, I was like, please don't let them in the movie like this. I literally out loud said, God, don't let this bitch win. Yeah. Like, fuck this bitch. I was like, we can't do this. I mean, fuck the whole family, but this bitch in particular. I'm like, we can't do this. We can't. And he didn't. Thank God. I mean, I remember I heard later that that at first that was yeah. a possible And then ending. Jordan Peele was like, you know what? No. Yeah, like, no. No. We're not going to do we've that. Had a, oh, we've had that. We've yeah, seen we've that We've seen movie. this a lot on the news. Make this stop. Um, Please. Uh, Please. Yeah. So... Getting back to Eve's Bayou real quick, I just, for the, um, I, was, I had a segue. 
from she's like segway i forget my segway totally forgot my segway damn it i think just in the in the ending of the film i oh not so much a segue but there was okay I can't remember the segue, but I do remember another thing I was trying to I was trying to think of too that just popped back in my head. I wish I would have gotten more explanation. Obviously, this would have carried the film on long, and I'm not sure if many people would have cared as much as I did. But one thing that did kind of bother me is I wish there would have been an answer as to why Sicily lied. Like, why she really lied. Like, why did she... And, and she even kept up the lie. Eve I'm knew thinking, she was, Eve like knew she was right lying. Because remember when yeah. Eve grabbed her hands? Yeah. She knew she was lying. Oh, my that thing, Lord. <laughs> Do you see my sorry, head jerk? Guys, a cord, like, moved, and we both about had a coronary <laughs> at the same time. We were like... <laughs> no. No. Um... That's, that is the one part that I think will always bother me is that I just, just me personally. And if anybody else out there, if you guys want to send us an email or something like that bother you too, if you saw the movie, like it, it really bothered me and it probably will always bother me that why, why did she, why did she feel like she had the need to lie? I just will never understand that. And I get why Eve just let it go. Like, I get why Eve did. But I will never get why Cicely continued to keep the lie up. She said, I'm not lying. Like, she's still... I think it has a lot to do with pride, number one. And number two, I think it has a lot to do with... Subconsciously, she knew it was wrong. But she didn't want to be the bad guy. And I still feel bad for Cicely, though. I don't because you know how her. people like that. They and I'm not play the victim. I'm not angry with her. No, because she's a child. She's a child. Also, she's a child. Children lie, especially to make themselves look better. If I was that, really to protect. I don't even think so much to make herself look better, but to protect herself. To protect herself. But I don't. But as a child too, I don't think because children understood can... how much that would fuck her father's life up yeah no that that that's see that's the thing with kids is because you can't you can only you can't see past no you you only see like here and you don't see any farther than that like that's right it. like she didn't think oh okay well, that's all you see the consequences father. you don't see the con you don't no. they don't see the consequences they see what's in front of them and they see how to react but they don't see the consequences. They don't understand the consequences. And that's what it was. That's a child. I don't think she lied. Exactly. Kids don't. Kids. Especially with trauma. Kids learn to lie as a protection. Yep. Not to get attention. Not to make themselves look better. Some. Some maybe. Some do. Now I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that they don't. But I'm just saying in, in this instance, with this particular type of trauma, I believe she lied to protect herself. 
not realizing the consequences that would happen to her father down the line. Well, as a child, you don't... Like, if I lie about this, this could happen to my dad. I definitely don't think she thought her dad was going to get fucking killed, either. Also, please tell me, and the ones who are like, well, this and this, if you would have thought about consequences as a child, don't you think your life would have been much different? Holla. <laughs> my teen years would have been a whole lot of hell of a lot different. We're not going to go there. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> we are young. Like that was me. Like just no. So let's set the word on fire. What happened to that band? I don't know. I loved them. Fun. Some nights I stay up. Oh my god, they did do that song. I love that Holy song. Holy shit, I love that song too. <laughs> but no, legitimately, like that. That first song, like that's that's how you feel as a teenager. And there's you don't. There's no consequences. You don't get. And I definitely like. I think. I think the take the my other thing too that really bothered me at the end why I why I really felt sorry for Cicely is I feel like she blamed herself for her father's murder. And I think Eve Eve did too. They both did. I think they both they both blamed themselves, which I don't but it it had nothing to do with them though. No. Like we said before, and I think a lot of people out there that can agree, Lewis sealed his fate. The whole town knew this, something like this eventually was going to happen. Either you and the husband were going to fight or he was, or he was going to come with a gun and shoot you. I'm laughing because of course this movie just gave me a TikTok idea because that's my life. When he's in the shed and Eve starts hearing them. Yeah. And then she says something. I just heard, oh no, oh no, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> like frame by frame by frame. Like him turning around like, oh no. <laughs> and then her face. Oh, of course I made a TikTok just now in it's my okay. head. It's okay. It happens. You know, she- Kesha started TikTok. Hilarious. That was not real, but it was. I know. It fucked me up when it was an app that came out because I was like, wait, is that Kesha? When it first came out, I fucking hated it because I was like, um, excuse me. You are not Vine. Fuck you. And now I'm like, did you see this TikTok? (laughs) Well, see, that pissed people off. Me, it was annoying because I have younger nieces and I was like, what are you doing? doing and they're like we're on tiktok i'm just like okay i don't get it and now you do and now i'm like tiktok because the quarantine happened and adults were like fuck these kids so tiktok started out as a gen z thing yeah and then quarantine happened and millennials were like fuck you and we took over yeah that's exactly (laughs) what happened that's literally what happened with tiktok (laughs) also tiktok has made me fall in love with Billie eilish (laughs) And kids also, look, that song, though, stop. What the hell are you talking about? Get Keep my pretty name out of your mouth. mouth. Girl, I was like, let me tell Bad you something. Guy. I feel every bit of that song in particular, because I'm like, why Why is my name still in your mouth? Why? Also, isn't she gay? I don't know. I'm, I'm like... 
I just know she's a literal child. And I, think I have she's no idea. I have no idea how anyone could live with themselves bullying and trolling a literal child, but apparently that's like okay. It's not like when she first came out, I can't say I hated her. I didn't hate her, I just didn't get it. I was like, I don't understand. And then I watched interviews and I was like Okay, so okay, I'm I'm it. literally old enough to be her mother. Is she eighteen? Yes. Okay. I'm literally old enough to be her mom. Stop. Literally. What the So right? It, <laughs> so I have every reason to say when she first came out, I didn't get it. Because I just I just didn't get the hype. It was a mom like it was Bad Guy the first song that came that out. That was the first song I heard song. and I was like, I don't I don't get this. But again, it would be like a mom hearing her kids' music going. Who's that chick that just I don't get came these, out? I don't get these young kids' music, Tay. That chick that just came out that, like, everyone in Gen Z is obsessed with right now. I, you are definitely... She has a ponytail, and she... Ah! All the time. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah, all of them. Name. All of them. Yes. <laughs> some, some of you are yelling at me right now because you know who I'm talking about. I, I have literally name. no fucking clue. Um, <laughs> I'm like, you are asking the... But her, her, I still don't get. She's a little too peppy for me. Billie Eilish, though, like, I've seen interviews with her, and I'm like, holy shit, she's really funny. Yeah, if any of them are under 19, I can't... See, this is so... Just to put it out there to anybody that is, like, 19, 20, 21, if you encounter anyone over 35, just know that to us, you're babies. Like, okay? Like, if you're under 21 and we're over 35, you are literal babies to us literal babies so that's why i would how really... much did it fuck you up when you found out victoria pedretti was 25 yeah i was like god damn it it's that's not bad though that's not no i was like thank god 25 she definitely <laughs> has an old soul it, it, it fucked me up i was like she's, she's younger than me i was like thank god 25 <laughs> thank god that wasn't bad but uh yeah, just, I, because I guess, like, you know, when you're 19, you want to, like, so be a grown-up. But, like, anybody over 35, you are not a grown-up yet. Like, you're just... Do you want to hear a funny story about that? I got a funny story for you guys. I got a funny one, too. So, <laughs> actually, when I was trying to find a girlfriend harder and was actually on dating sites, <laughs> my best friend, Annie, told me to lie about my age. Now... The reason Annie is nine years older than me, I have a very old soul. Yeah. I wanted a woman older than me. Right. So she said, don't put your real age on there because no one my age will talk to you. Nope. And now I'm getting why. Because yep. at the time I was like 20, roughly 21 or 22. And she goes, I guarantee you no one over 30 is going to talk to you. And nope. she said, the reason... Is because they don't know you yet. Right. And she said if they would actually understand that you have an old soul, they would talk to you. But she's like, they see your age, you are gone. And I was like, but no. So I lied about my age. It got me nowhere. But um, <laughs> I, because they would, I would start talking to them about stuff. And then they would be like, how old are you actually? And I was like, the problem is, is that yes, there is that generational gap. But don't ask me about things that I like. Let's talk about deeper stuff. Right. Because the problem is they would ask me things that I like. And I'm like, Hannah Montana. Well, there went that one. So. <laughs> so, 
so that's you pretty... right now, especially as somebody <laughs> over 35, I would be like, uh, see back then, no. back then I was trying to date older women. I've always been into older women. I've always been into like, my friends are like 35 and up. Most of them, some of them are closer to my age, but most of them are over 35. I'm like, I would date a woman 20 years older than me. I don't give a fuck, but I'm like getting there because I'm so young, but I don't feel like I'm 27. I right. feel like I'm like at least 40. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'm turning 28 this year. And my brain's like, no, you're not. You're like 42. But yeah, I always thought that was funny because she said lie about your age because no one my age will talk to you. It's because true. she's like, they don't know. So uh, at my part-time job, there's like a lot of 19-year-olds. <laughs> and one of them, it uh, in conversation, he brought up, uh, he's like, how old did you think I was? Or how, he's like, how old do you, I was like, how old are you? Because I, I made a reference to something and he did not get it at all. And I was like, of, I was like, wait, I should have asked this question. What probably. was the reference? About Mallrats, the movie Mallrats. Oh, so and he literally had no idea what I was talking about. Shame. I was like, wow. And, uh, so I should have asked before I made a reference about Mallrats how old he was. And then he told me and he, he said, he said, oh, I'm 19. And I was like, okay, that explains it. Um, and then he goes, how old did you think I was? And I was like, 19. <laughs> he was about to get a big head. Girl, I'm 30. I'm almost 37, y'all. Look, once the new year rolls over and I only got a few months left, I just fucking say I'm 37, okay? At this point, because I'm just... I mean, I'm 28 then. It's semantics, all right? Like, I'm fucking done. I'm getting closer and closer to 40. Who gives a fuck anymore if it's a couple months? I don't even care. I literally don't, don't care anymore. like you're almost And I 40. know I don't. And I about gave this kid a heart attack, too, when I told him that, mind you, I have a mask covering half my face, and I still don't look my age. And how old did you think I was when we first met? Just curious. Wait, how old were you when we first met? Was I it feel five like years we've ago? known each other forever, I mean, but sure. it, but it, it was only five years Wait, was ago. It, so it was it was a five or six because I think last year would have been my sixth horror. By six, six years. What year is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we met in fourteen. Yes, yes, we six did. Years. We met in fourteen. Six years. So I was twenty-one. Six years. I was twenty-one. Wait. No. <laughs> 2020. Girl. Rent is six. What? Hold on. How old was like, I last year? You were like, I was 27. Yeah, I was 21. You're like forever. Because um, I was born in 93, 2003. That's 21. Yes. I don't know math. Anyway, I... I mean, I can't math tonight anyway, so... I thought... Well, just, just getting to know you, like, maturity level-wise, I thought you were a couple of years older. It, I thought you were maybe like 23, 24. So I was surprised, but that was just knowing, getting to know you. Because a lot of people, it, when you start talking to some 20, it's, it's, you can say they're 21 and then they start talking and you go, oh, wait, you're 21? Or they start talking and you go, oh yeah, you're, you're 21. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's literally one or the other. Like, oh, you're 21? Or, oh, you're 21. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the 19-year-old, he goes, he goes, how old do you think I was? I was like, 19. And he was like, really? I was like, why? And he's like, because most people think I'm like 20, 
23 or 24 and I was like let me guess because you have a beard and he goes well yeah and I go that's what you call a beard you attack his manhood I don't care because I'm done you have pubes on your face honey you need to grow into it you're still a child I mean I'm, I'm glad I'm you know what I'm glad you're trying for a 19 year old you know what I told him I said for a 19 year old beard it looks great and keep up the good work. My husband has a beard. Yes. He That's does. a beard. Because later because later he, he saw the background on my phone and he goes, Is that your he goes, that's your that's your boyfriend? I go, my husband. And he goes, I like his beard. And I go, Yeah. <laughs> he has a <laughs> I like your beard. <laughs> I love that song. I mean, the kid, like, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but like, you have a 19-year-old's beard, and I know you're very proud of it, and that in your mind makes you think you look older, but to me, you look all of 19 with a 19-year-old's beard, and I'm glad you're trying, baby, and you keep it up, little one, and I hope you, hope you get your grown man beard someday, and... <laughs> Like that. <laughs> yeah, because I, so I looked at him and I was like, how old do you think I am? Ooh, let's play that game. <laughs> and he was just like, uh, uh, and I was like, it's okay. You don't have to be nervous now. <laughs> I was like, it's all right. You, you terrified the poor boy. I was like, we are way past that now. <laughs> We're way past that. And he's like, he's like, well, from talking to you, I know it's not, but he goes, you look, I'd say like 25. I told him, I said, I'm a lot closer to 40 than I am 25. And he was like, what? <laughs> yep. I mean, his eyes got huge. I said, I was born in 1984. You can see him trying to do the math in his head. I'm He's like, like, I almost asked him, like, do you need a calculator? It is not that fucking far you know what's funny when in school they were like you're not gonna have a calculator at all times bitch app <laughs> that was just for those motherfuckers to get you to buy that dumb ass graph calculator Texas instrument that i didn't motherfucking need the Texas that instrument. my dad bitched about it being so fucking expensive the why do you even need the texas instrument my husband has like four of them then again, his line of work, he needed, he needs one. I never needed the one I had, and I still to this day don't know where the, what the fuck ever happened to it. Literally after senior year, I don't know, I don't know, I don't even know. That shit is sitting in Rumpke somewhere, I bet. I can almost guarantee you. <laughs> as soon as, as soon as I graduated, it was like, school's out. Fuck. I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking done. Like, anything that has to do with school? Fuck this Texas Instruments piece. I didn't even know how to work that thing. I didn't know half the buttons on it. I just, I would just sit, do you ever just, just sit there and just randomly press shit on it to see what it would do? I mean, there was one time I made a graph, but I don't know how I did it. These people that can remember when you would actually make a graph and you don't even know you had no idea what it is, what it was, what it said. Didn't even know how you did it, but fuck, I did it. I did it. I did it. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it, girl. Do it. I did it. Don't do it, girl. No, I did it. 
fucking TikTok. <laughs> I know. God damn it. <sighs> anyway. So I was going to say something and I forgot what it was. I know we got um, off into a TikTok. We got off into an age. And an age thing. An age thing. Which is funny. They, anyway. oh, listen. Speaking of TikTok. TikTok? TikTok. TikTok and ages. Is that a German? You motherfucking whippersnappers that are going after Sarah Paulson. Listen to me right now. Stop. She said whippersnappers. <laughs> Even though Sarah Paulson is literally 20 years older than me. Listen. <laughs> we claimed her first. <laughs> we claimed her first. These little girls going around. Oh my god, they're fucking killing me. They're like, if you were into middle-aged actresses or like something like me, my friends having crushes on the normal people and not my crushes, and then it's like these women that are Kate Blanchett. Um, I could not imagine a 19-year-old like, lesbian hitting on me. I wouldn't even. I would go. You child. <laughs> it's past your bedtime. Do you need some, I wouldn't be like, I'd be like, my bedtime. I'd be like, do you need some graham crackers and some more milk before you, for you nighty nights? You need some milk. For nighty nights, do you need your jam jams? For nighty nights, I wouldn't even. Like, Sarah Actually, Paulson even just, a 19-year-old boy, like, I will, I will, I will literally never understand Sarah that Sarah Paulson literally but, will do lives, and these girls go jump on there, and they call her mom, and I'm like, what, what is this? And she said something on Twitter one time. She goes, eh, you'll get used to it. And I'm like, this bitch deals with this all the time. Like, she she pays them no mind. Let me Nine, tell you, 99 if times I'm out of 10. But I'm ever called a milf or a cougar, I will slit your throat. I don't ever, ever. I don't take those complimentary. I don't like that shit. I would never. This little 19-year-old mommy. Ew, what? What did you just call me? There was a TikTok that no. said, why have people sexualized mommy and daddy? And this girl goes, because your generation sexualized baby. And I was like, oh, pull out the guns. Pull it out the guns. <laughs> She's like, I don't think this mommy and daddy I mean, is cute. I, I mean, if y'all, if y'all really want to go there, if y'all really want to go there, just saying. Especially in the 50s. There's a whole lot of... Let me tell you, there's some creepy... Let me tell you, there's some creepy-ass songs. I don't even mean that one. I'm talking about going way back. Like in the 50s and 60s. There are some predatory fucking songs from back then. Like, I've turned on some of those state... Because I have those satellite stations. Mm -hmm. Oh, some of these songs I want. Can we talk about the song, um, I'll, um, I'll Be Watching You? Oh, by the police? That's I call it the stalker song. In the 80s, it is. I'm like, that's creepy as fuck. It is a stalker song. It's literally, people play it at their fucking weddings. Sting, <laughs> look, Sting has talked about this in interviews for years, how he does not understand how that song turned into a like a love song because it's not it's about a guy stalking his ex and if you really listen to the lyrics that's exactly what that fucking song is it's about a fucking stalker i've had a stalker that song is terrible 
The song, you know. I mean, it's got a great beat, and you know they, you know Puffy put the remix on it when R.I.P. Biggie. It was cool. Like Faith Evans jumped in <laughs> on it. Like it was cool. I was like, okay, I like that version of the fucking song. But no, I mean, like when I first heard, I was like, I love the Police. I'm a big fan. It's got a great. It's it's got a great track to it. I love the vocals on it. The sound of the song is really yeah. good. But if you the lyrics, if you play really close attention to the lyrics, they are terrifying. Yeah. Can't you see you belong to me? Every full heart aches with every breath you take. Every breath you take. Does that sound sexy? Does that sound sexy the way I just fucking said it? No, that sounds creepy as fuck. That sounds terrifying. That's the bridge. That sounds fucking terrifying. <laughs> creepy asses so guys um <laughs> eve's bayou's great i really hope you guys watch it if you have seen it i hope you guys appreciate our take on it um so just to let you guys know if you I haven't seen it please watch it i actually also just found out it's free on youtube if oh, is you it? guys don't it's have free on uh, amazon hulu it's not on hulu you have to have an add-on what did i watch it on i watched it on prime it is on prime that's what I watched on. I watched it on Prime. No. Oh, oh, my God. God. <laughs> I literally grazed. I straight up. I know, it looked, like, I know it looked like I did. I was like, she's going to think I just punched myself. I was like, okay. I was like, she's straight up. I was like, I, I, it caught me. I was like, I know that's what that looked like. And I swear to God, I did not punch myself in the face. So, Nobody saw that. Everybody's like, what? What just happened? I IMDb, didn't punch myself in the face for the record. IMDb gave it a 7.3 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes was an 82% and Metacritic was 78%. I think that that movie deserved all of it. So free on Prime if you have a subscription. Um, I, give it a, on I give it a... And free on YouTube. I give it's it a 7.5. I give it an 8. I give it an eight. It's been one one of my personal favorites for a long time, and I'm really glad we got to do a podcast episode on it. Um, and I know the jury will be out on whether or not people agree if it's a horror film or not. But it's one of those like M Night Shyamalan movies that just like is it, is it not? That's really good too. I love the way you explained it that way because that's something that like he's been kind of pigeonholed into being a horror director because a lot of his films. They just had no idea how to market otherwise, but they had a much deeper meaning. So maybe in a certain subcategory, they would be considered horror, but not in the same vein as how they were uh, advertised, marketed, exactly. rather. So um, hopefully you guys agreed with our explanation in the beginning about different subcategories of horror. Also... In the vein of the way I described uh, just black history with horror and generational trauma and slavery and generational curses. Um, there's a lot of spiritual and there's a lot of supernatural aspects to this movie too. And I am a firm believer that Anything supernatural or paranormal falls into a horror subject. Like I said, sure, it had so. very coven vibes. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Big time. It had Big very time. coven. Co <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep, there you go. 
that's why I said you could take out, you know, and horror story has a lot. There weren't any, you know, a lot of those stories. There was no jump scares. There was no, it relied on American Horror history. Story Coven was not horror. Right. But it was. But it was. So it's like, same thing. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, and again, if you haven't seen it, I would definitely watch it. And happy Black History Month, Women in Horror Month. Let's celebrate. Yes. So next week we're going to be talking about, and I'm going to let Becky say it because I'm going to say Zimbabwe and it's not correct. <laughs> Someone's like, Zimbabwe? I mean, you're on, we're all on the same continent. No, so yes. We're good. You're good. I'm in the continent. You're close I'm enough. There. At least you're there. I'm there. You're there. So that's good. Um, guys, we're doing a uh, another cryptid episode. Um, keeping up with Black History Month, um, I decided on the Michele Mbembe. It is actually a cryptid in uh, that originates from the Congo Basin. Um, basically, it's people thinking in that part of Africa that there might be a dinosaur. Uh, in the same family as, like, the Brontosaurus. Uh, so, who knows? Sign uh, me the fuck there's up. Been, there's been <laughs> sightings going back for years. Uh, I was telling Casper before we started recording that the reason why I had found out about it is uh, if any of you out there were old school Destination Truth fans from back in the day, Josh Gates's uh, original show that was on sci-fi with ghost hunters yes i was trying to think yeah ghost hunters um because i know josh gates is doing other stuff right now with expedition unknown with the travel channel but og fans will remember destination truth and they did an early episode about this um obviously they didn't find anything nine times out of ten they don't but uh i've been really intrigued with this particular cryptid for a while, at least since that episode. And I've seen subsequently other episodes um, about the same thing and the history. And just, you know, well, going going into uh, the people and the culture of that area and how uh, Michele Mbembe uh, lore kind of started to build over the years. People, and even people exploring into that area, um, Maybe it, you know, there's possibilities that it's an animal that actually does, <clears throat> excuse me, exist, but just maybe several years, you know, several centuries ago, in their mind, this animal was a quote unquote dinosaur because they didn't know what else it was or what else to call it. So um, I'm excited. I love doing cryptid episodes. I especially love doing cryptid episodes that people don't don't really know about oh quick update about a cryptid real quick i just thought this would be interesting um if you guys aren't aware what a harpy eagle looks like first of all google harpy h-a-r-p-y eagle there um i was listening to a podcast earlier and quite possibly they think that some mothman sightings were this harpy eagle thing guys this fucking thing is terrifying it is literally it's a fucking dinosaur it's a flying dinosaur it's the most terrifying thing i've ever seen in my life and i legit 
Holy if I saw that thing fucking fuck, flying, if I saw that thing perched at night up in a fucking tree, I would legit think that thing is fucking Mothman. <laughs> the thing on its head. <clears throat> what the fuck is that on its head? How, it's fucked like, up, how fucked up is that thing? It's sitting, this man, this full grown ass man is sitting next to right it. Right next to it. And it's bigger than him. Yeah, it's, they're huge. If you saw that at night, wouldn't you legit think that was a fucking Mothman? But how do you explain the red eyes? Fuck. See, that's the only thing. That's the only thing. I mean, honestly, yeah. If that was flying and I didn't see any oh, eyes, I would, I would I'd legit. Be like, I'd, be like, I'd be like, that's fucking Mothman. Like, hands and down. And this eagle's like, nah, man, it's just me. <laughs> just, just, just a harpy hanging out. Got a Mothman. I swear to God. I don't have eyes. Don't have eyes. Yeah, the red eyes. I would. That's the only giveaway. It's the only giveaway. Anywho's, <laughs> I just wanted to give a little update. That's on that interesting. In case though. you guys don't know I, what I, the fuck a harpy eagle looks huge. like, things terrifying. So yeah, I mean those spiders in Australia get so goddamn big. Those giant huntsmen. Girl, I don't even want to talk about it. I I can't bugs. I can't. I that is probably the single hand one thing that's keeping me away from Australia. Is you guys have mutant fucking bugs out there. I cannot handle it. Yeah, those spiders. That one no. lady. I saw this uh, post no. where this lady had one in her basement. Now, guys, look up a giant huntsman spider because... I'm burning the whole house down. They're, they probably get to the size of about a small small puppy. Maybe yeah, I'm a burning. size cat. I'm literally burning um, the whole house down. They, they, this lady had one in her basement. She goes, oh. They're friendly. Keeps all her name is Charlotte, and she keeps all the. I love that she named her Charlotte though. She's like she keeps the bugs out of the basement, and she's actually very friendly. And I'm like, and the rats, and any small animals, and the cats that run away in the neighborhood. The fuck, lady, have you seen that motherfucking spider? Yeah. Oh no, I know what they look like. I'm not googling it. I can't. I'll have nightmares. I can't. Huge. I had a wolf spider in my basement, and my those husband, are big enough. My husband rushed here so quick. He thought somebody broke into the house, and I'm like, somebody did. Like, they're the size of a tarantula. I thought some kids, like, tarantula. They're a little smaller than tarantulas. Well, it looked like, look, we keep saying you exaggerate this story every fucking time. It was not that goddamn big. They're and big, I'm like, but they're not I'm like, motherfucker, it was tarantula big to me. Okay? Because I don't like have spiders. Have you seen tree spiders? Because I don't do, girl, stop. Will you stop? She wants, <laughs> y'all, I think I have a touch of arachnophobia, and she's legit trying to give me nightmares tonight. I'm not even playing. I don't do spiders. What are you going to do when I own a spider? No. I want a tarantula in my no. life. No. I guess I'll just keep him hid. No. I'll just keep him Can hid. you do a snake at least? I don't even like I snakes. I want both. I don't even like snakes low-key, but I, I can both. totally handle a snake. I can handle a snake over a spider. I can both. definitely handle a snake over spider. You should have seen, a friend of mine was actually getting rid of his tarantula, and I called my mom. Actually, it might take me a second. If you have it, if okay, if you keep it in the tank, and don't take it out, and I stand like six feet away with a mask on. Social distancing <laughs> from the spider? <laughs> that spider got the Rona. That tarantula got the Rona. Tarantula got Rona. If the six feet. Tarantula Rona. <laughs> I don't know. It's just become the number now. So that's why I said if I six feet, if you keep it in in its in its thing, and I'm six feet away. Then that's but cool. no, for real. A friend of mine was getting rid of his tarantula, and I called my mom and I said, "So I got a question." Yo, she said what I said. So a friend of mine is getting rid of his pet, and uh, 
he's asking me if I want it for free. And mom was like, well, okay, what is it? And I was like, a tarantula? Bitch. It went silent. And then she goes, are you serious? You will not bring that into the house. What if that gets loose? Exactly. I'm like, way to go. would put it back in its cage. Way to go, mom. See, I love tarantulas. I've held them. I love them. Anyway, moving on. So. I'd be like, no, that thing get loose in my house. You're getting stomped. <laughs> Burn it down. Like, Burn it down. No, it. No, that late, that crazy in Australia with the one in our basement, the house is legit getting burnt down. Well, that's a wild spider. Yeah. I'm burning the house down. <laughs> the whole house. I'm just. I'm burning the spider and the house and the whole neighborhood. And all of it. It's all just gone. It's burnt. Like the whole, that whole fourth of the earth is getting blown up. Because <laughs> I don't want Rachel Rona. I don't. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good week. Be safe. We'll see you next Wait, week. socials. Fuck. Damn it. So, um, I know it's okay. We got to throw them out there. Guys, I'm you moving guys, this weekend. I'm fucking know. done. Facebook, social media. What? Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't fuck with the original. Social media is all don't fuck with the original. Just there, social there media. Exactly. Um, tomorrow, the movie review, I was shocked because. Who was it? I really thought As Above, So Below was going to win, and it didn't. I It got close, but it didn't. Hell, activity Hell House won. won. Really? Hell yeah. Yep. You know, it was a tough one for me because I, I was going to say Hell House, but I really, really love As Above, So Below. I picked Below. As Above, So Below because I really wanted to give my take on it because it reminds me of my favorite video game. When you so, said it, when you said it, I was like, oh my God. Especially when she's going around oh going, I'm just trying to prove my father was right. I'm like, bitch. She's also British. Girl, the British, the <laughs> ponytail, the the braid ponytail. The I was father, to prove my the father, father was dying, right. the father dying and these unresolved issues with your dad's death. And I'm like, and the catacombs. And finding like, oh finding God. something in other languages and getting it. Bitch. I was like, they really did that. They really did that. I was like, this motherfucking bitch is Lara Croft. What in the fuck is happening? They made a horror Tomb Raider. That was pretty dope. I mean, I was all about it. But anyway, so tomorrow's horror movie review is going to be Hell House. Make sure you look out for that. I cannot wait. I'm actually happy about that because I I really really liked the first one. I I legitimately thought Hell House LLC was really fucking good and a so really crazy. original idea and really fucking scary. But the third one, y'all, come, come on. Oh my god. I don't look. Anyway, we're just gonna act so like it happened. <laughs> we're gonna review that. Of course, you know, if you have any questions, concerns, want to say, hey, we have an email. DFWTO8493 at gmail.com and we're on um Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iTunes. Yep, you got it. And actually, we were 109. Or was it 107? 109. We were 109 yeah. at the top of, what was it, Ireland or Iceland? Iceland. I was like, <laughs> I was like well, look at us go. The top 110. Thank you, Iceland. Thanks, Iceland. You guys fucking rock. appreciate that a lot. I would have had no idea at all. But that's right. fucking awesome. You know, I kind isn't Iceland near Scotland? I'll probably never go to that's Iceland. That's stupid of me to say, but is but, it near Scotland? Um, I don't think so, dear. Okay. <laughs> but 
I don't know the lands. I, I don't, get confused. I don't think so, Tim. Uh, <laughs> Iceland, Scotland, Ireland. I'm like, oh, they're all kind of just like Greenland. They're all just kind of like a big clump to me. <laughs> no, it's 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 an island right next to Greenland. Okay. Yeah. That I will be quite honest, probably never go to, but we appreciate you. We appreciate you. We appreciate you, Iceland. I appreciate the lands. Thank you for listening. And thank you for just, you know, being there. <laughs> just just floating. Just <laughs> thank you for floating. Oh my god. I'm guys, this is whew. We're both tired. We're tired. And she's moving. And I'm moving. And we're tired. <laughs> and we love you guys. And thank you. <laughs> okay, guys, bye. bye.